1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seventy-one of Take About Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week it is just you and me. I am so excited. I decided that um, we haven't had an episode where it's just been a little more intimate um, for for a minute now, and uh, I figured what better time to do so than the week of the Tonys. And so today, there's also just a lot of news that I want to talk about, and I just know that with everything going on right now, and the Tony Awards, that it would be a two-hour episode if we did have a guest this week. So I just figured, why not just... uh, have your favorite Broadway enthusiast and actor and whatever you want to call me, um, have an episode by himself, and we can just talk about it together. And uh, I can share some ideas and opinions and uh, all kinds of views that I've had from this past week of all things Broadway. And uh, I'll be able to talk to you all about it and... Uh, I can't wait to hear feedback through um, whatever it may be, social media uh, or messages directly or Patreon or whatever it is. So I'm very excited for this week's episode. There's a lot to unpack. Like I said, it's just me this week, so you're going to be hearing a lot of me, uh, and I'm just looking forward to it. So I mean, why not just dive right into it, right? So we've had a lot. A lot of news uh going on on Broadway, and uh we'll start out with um we'll save the Tony discussions uh for for later, where the interviews usually go um but for now, let's talk about what's going on and kind of the headlines surrounding Broadway this week. first off, let's talk about Lackawanna blues. Lackawanna Blues had to delay their opening night, which was supposed to be Tuesday uh, of this week, actually. So just two days ago from when this episode drops. That show is being delayed till October 7th as the star, writer, and director Ruben Santiago Hudson recovers from a back injury that was recently sustained. Um, This was kind of... A um uh, a surprise to a lot of people, obviously. Uh they had this event in Times Square called Curtain Up. He and uh a little bit he and the other members of Lackawanna Blues did a fabulous uh performance at Curtain Up in Times Square just last Sunday. Uh so just a week ago, uh we a week and a half ago now. Um I saw him in Times Square, and he gave an amazing performance, uh, performing his blues music uh, that he is specializes in, is in, and is phenomenal at. Uh, he um, he he looked great; didn't show any signs of back issues or whatever. So when this came out, it was a, a surprise to a lot of people, and I'm sure it, it, this is something that actually did happen very, very recently, Um, so best wishes to him, and hopefully a speedy recovery, so that they don't have to delay the opening any more than it already has. Uh, Thankfully, it's not too long, it is just October 7th, which is just next week, Um, so good news there. But I, I, I am sorry, uh, that's very unfortunate that they did have to delay their opening. Let's see what else is going on. So, uh, lots of stuff surrounding Jagged Little Pill. And I'm going to save that uh, and do some of the smaller stuff first. Because there's actually a few headlines, actually many <laughs> headlines, uh, surrounding Jagged Little Pill. So, we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but let's see what else. Andrew Lloyd Webber. He wants to bring his Cinderella, his version of Cinderella, to Broadway. Um, They have been open in London for the past couple weeks. And, I mean, if you guys listen... If everyone here who is listening right now has listened to the previous episodes, um, they had some COVID uh, troubles and they had to delay their opening. And then he said that he didn't want to even open it because it was just too much work with COVID and everything. And it was just too much. Um, and, you know, he there was just on and on. And then they eventually opened the following week that he said he didn't want to open. Um, And now he's saying he wants to bring it to Broadway. You can buy the CD um, and you can listen to like his, his music and the album and whatnot. From what I hear, it's fantastic. So I am dying to hear it. Uh, I hear it's phenomenal. Every the reviews um, in London have been fantastic and everything. So uh, very exciting stuff if, if he does make that work. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber is targeting an opening here on Broadway for his Cinderella uh, to be next season. I'm not 100% sure what next season means. If that does mean within this year, considering Six and Doubtfire and all of these new shows coming, Chicken and Biscuits and all of that, uh, Passover, they're all considered... Well, I guess they're considered this season now, which is what I was kind of alluding to because the Tonys did just happen. But literally just two weeks ago, they were considered next season. So it'll be interesting to see when that next season is. He left it very vague. I'm assuming he he's just leaving it vague just because they don't have uh, anything lined up at the moment. Uh, so it makes sense. And uh, uh, it's going to be very exciting to see. And it's something that I will keep you all updated in. Um, I know his favorite theater, the Winter Garden Theater, is currently being occupied by Music Man, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. um, I'm sure if that was open right now, he would just hop right in there, Uh, but that's not the case, so it'll be interesting to see, and I'll keep you all updated on that. Um, Slave Play, which was actually my prediction to win Best Play uh, at the Tonys this year, uh is going to be reopening on Broadway for an 8-week stint and it got tons of nominations it didn't win as many Tonys as I thought it would, Uh, but I also thought that because it was one of the only plays that I saw this season, and I did really enjoy Slave Play. Um, I've said before, I don't get the same rush that I get uh, at plays that I do at musicals, but at Slave Play, I really enjoyed it, so I really thought, I I really gave it a lot of credit this year, and I really thought that it would excel and do well at the Tonys. Um, That being said, I didn't see The Inheritance, which did win a lot of them, uh, so that was great to see as well, especially because I had. Jonathan Burke, and other friends in the, the Inheritance. And we have talked about it on the podcast here before. Uh, so very exciting stuff. It was a very exciting weekend for Take a Bell, uh, friends, guests, and uh, me in general. Um, there, so many friends uh, were on TV this weekend. So many friends' uh, shows did fantastic. Uh, but we're going to get more into that in a little bit when we talk about the Tony Awards. Uh, but that just got me thinking about it. Uh Dear Evan Hansen, I, I, I have been advised to wait one more week to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I don't want to ruin anything, so I'm going to give people one more week to go out and see it. Uh, it hasn't even been a full week that you've been able to see it, so I'm aware that a lot of people haven't seen it. But all I'm going to say is if you like the show on Broadway... I really think you're gonna like the musical. Oh, excuse me, the movie. <laughs> um, because especially like if you saw it in the original cast and you loved it and. I think you're just really going to like it. Personally, I think if you're a musical theater fan, which I know we all are musical theater fans, otherwise we wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. Um, But with that being said, I don't know. Like, there were some musical theater fans that didn't like Jerevan Hansen, and there's always been that kind of divide. So um, I will say if you liked it on Broadway, then you're going to like the movie. It's interesting to me what songs uh, they took out. Um, I'm wondering if they took out some of the songs solely for time purposes, uh, solely to make up for stuff that they were adding, and so they wanted to take stuff out. I do agree with taking out, like, to break in a glove and anybody have a map. um, But I don't know. Like, Disappear is just so good. Anyways, I'll go into this more in the breakdown next week. Um I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to hearing everyone else's opinions about Driven Hansen because of how poorly the reviews from critics have been, but audiences are loving it. So uh and that's that's what really matters. I saw a post from Ben Platt and he was just saying Um, he didn't even, like, feed into, like, the critics saying, of like, it was poor and his performance is ridiculous because he's so old, but he sounds great vocally and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was very odd, the reviews that it was getting, and he kind of didn't allude to anything, but he did say, like, I'm so happy. It warms my heart that audiences are uh, taking a liking to the movie as this is for the audience, you know? He didn't really, like, talk about the critics and whatnot but he kind of did take a little shot at it which i love to see uh i love the personalities being shown um and so yeah get we're gonna talk more about that next week so stay tuned come back uh especially if you've already seen it and you want to hear someone else's opinion um i'm very excited to talk about it um jagged little pill you all know i love this musical okay when i had antonio cipriano on i literally told him i'm obsessed with this musical i think it's fantastic i think the story's fantastic i love alanis's music um and i thought the cast was incredible uh which it was i mean the tonys proved that everyone was nominated uh and won um hello it was just it was incredible so there's a lot of new cast members going into Jagged Little Pill, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about why in a second. But before that, I want to break the news of who's coming into the sh- into the show because there's exciting stuff happening. Uh, Morgan Dudley will be making their Broadway debut as Frankie Healy, who was previously played by Celia Golding. And uh, she gave a fantastic performance on, on, on the Tonys, and I'm going to talk about that. Um, it was... So good. Um, anyways, she she's uh, going to be leaving the show as she got a starring role in uh, a new TV show of the Star Trek universe, which is very exciting. She's a star. She's going to be a star. We're going to see her excel both on Broadway and film, which I love seeing as we see that being more and more of a trend that Broadway stars and Broadway artists and performers are being are getting more involved in the film and TV realm of the industry, which is so exciting to me. I've always said I love seeing Broadway representation in film and TV. Um, Heidi Blankensaff, and this is really cool too. Sorry to to kind of give two thoughts. Uh, this is really cool because Morgan Dudley is kind of more known for her work in film and TV on Nickelodeon and The Prom um, and whatnot, and she's now coming to Broadway, making her Broadway debut. So I don't I don't know. I love that film and TV people just want to be on Broadway, and Broadway people just want to be in film and TV. I love this uh, this scenario and uh, this kind of irony going on here. But um, that's beside the point. Heidi Blinkenstaff will be stepping in as Mary Jane Healy during maternity leave of Tony-nominated original star Elizabeth Stanley. Uh, Elizabeth Stanley will return to the role. Like I said, it is maternity leave. It's it's temporary. She just had a baby. Uh, she'll be returning Uh, Jagged Little Pill opens October 2nd, but she will be returning in November. Uh, So Heidi Blinkenstaff will have uh, about a month uh, in the show doing the the role, eight shows a week. And then afterwards, uh, to kind of ease uh, Elizabeth Stanley in, she will be alternating uh, and sharing the role uh, with Heidi Blinkenstaff for for some some time they actually haven't announced uh how long that's going to happen if that's indefinite um whatever it may be uh i will keep you all posted as i hear more and more is released i feel like it's more of a learning process for everyone right now it was a great move on elizabeth stanley's part to have a baby during covid um just so that she didn't have to like go so long without work because she was going so long without work anyways so good on her Timing was perfect. Uh, congratulations to Elizabeth Stanley on having your first child. Uh, very exciting stuff. And she also popped off at the Tony Awards. I mean, she just had a baby, and she was, like, screaming her face off with Celia. I was like, come on, you better. Anyways, fantastic stuff. Heidi staff is also fantastic, so I'm very excited to see both of their takes on the same character. Um, the Other... Uh, d- Other new people in the cast, Ronica Campbell, Janine DeVita, Veronica Odom, Ren Rivera, and Grace Sleer will all be joining the Broadway reopening in the ensemble. So uh, lots of people kind of leaving Jagged Little Pill. Lots of people kind of rejoining Jagged Little Pill. This is all fairly new information. They kind of did announce that uh, a lot of the the cast member were a lot of the cast members were um, going to be rejoining, but now they are. Um, there have been some changes, and uh, that's come because of the following: Actors Equity Association is going to be investigating Nora Shell's allegation of the creative team of *Jagged Little Pill*. Uh, Nor- Nora Shell claimed that she was mistreated, misrepresented, and was forced to work through a situation where they needed to uh, have immediate surgery for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and she will not be returning to the show. Um, I will she made that clear that she will not be returning to the show. She does not like how she was treated by the creative team. She was felt like she was forced to come to work every day, which is very, very interesting because of how, uh, or the conversation that I just had last week with Calvin Cooper, um, in saying that, you know, uh, Kevin McCollum, the, the producer of six and Doubtfire and a, a few of these new shows, um, how he was saying that they are being encouraged to call out and they're being encouraged to take care of their mental health and their, um, their personal, um, health. And, uh, so to hear this and to see how relevant that conversation truly is now, um, just kind of puts everything into perspective and kind of just, um, Makes you think about the creative teams and the creative team's decisions. Obviously, moving forward, they are going to be um, be more um, respected. I yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a better way than uh, saying there will be uh, a little bit more respectful on everyone's mental health and personal health um, and well being, of course. Uh, but you know it's one thing to do it. It's a shame that they have to do it once they, they learn that what they did was uh, a very bad thing. Um, and she needed immediate surgery and she was unable to get it. And that obviously does not bode well for anybody. And it just hurts people in the long run. And so the, the fact that they, they weren't supportive of her uh, is very, very uh, unfortunate. And AEA is going to be looking more into this um, to, um, to, I don't I don't know what the end goal is. I don't know if it's going to shut down the show. I don't know if it's going to um if it's gonna be like a suit, a lawsuit or some sort, uh with Shell and the producers. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But there's gonna be uh stuff to come of this, so I will keep you all posted on what happens with that. Jagged Little Pill also announced that, and not, no, this isn't really a controversy, but they did announce that all of their leads would be coming back to the show. But on Tony Sunday, uh, Tony Saturday, I believe. Um, so just the day before the Tony Awards, Antonio Cipriano actually took to Instagram and said, the Tony Awards will be my last performance in Jagged Little Pill and um he announced that he will be not be returning because of the current controversies surrounding the show, and he wants to stand with those who feel misunderstood and misrepresented and mistreated. Um, I talked to him a little bit about the situation, and he said it was a tough ride, uh, but he's feeling relieved to be removed from that situation as it was taking a toll on him. Um, Just everyone involved, kind of. It it kind of puts an added weight on your shoulders, you know, uh, to have your show being... It's such a focal point of being mistreated and misrepresented. And it's like, oh my God, I hope I'm not, uh, you know, a part of that. I hope I'm not like adding to that situation and whatnot, and I I don't know, being a part of the show and having your name being attached to it, it feels like, you know, it it can take a toll on you, so yes, I did talk to him, and he was saying he was relieved to be removed from the situation, and he's really looking forward uh, to the next thing that uh, he, he will be doing, and I have no doubt that that he will be doing something, and I have no doubt that it's going to be very, very soon. And I'm sure it's going to be very, very big because we all saw his performance, and we all saw his Tony performance, and we all know how talented he is. And he's a Jimmy Award finalist. Um, he's he's going to be doing some pretty big things. Uh, what a power couple, him and Renee Rapp. I've said it before. I've said. It, I'll say it again. Uh, but huge props to Antonio Cipriano. That takes uh some serious guts to do that, you know, to take yourself out of work after being out of work for so long, uh to stand for what's right. And uh I, I don't know. I just thought it was a it was a great thing and it was definitely worth noting because he is definitely one of the stars of the shows and he's also one of Broadway's biggest uprising stars. So uh definitely worth noting. Uh with that being said, there is one more controversy. I'm gonna talk about it during the Tony uh recap because it surrounds a tony winner lauren Patton. uh very exciting that she won the tony and i'm going to talk about it right now so without further ado take a bow as tony recap curtain up
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Setting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh.
1: Oh boy, so we got the return to Broadway that we all desperately needed with the Tony Awards this past Sunday. Um, I couldn't have been more wrong on my Tony predictions. Like I said last week, I was posting my Tony predictions, and my Tony ballot on uh, Instagram, and uh, it was not a good look. It was not a good look. But I noticed as soon as I was filling out the Tony uh, predictions, I was like, I really haven't seen enough of these shows to really put out an accurate ballot. And also I do want to, I also, I want to clear up with everyone. um, The people that I did choose and the shows that I did choose have nothing. Please no one take it personal, um, especially um, best actor and best actress. Uh, Obviously I was kind of just, going off of my personal uh, knowledge and what I've read and kind of what I've seen. Um, anything I've seen, I've voted for. Um, Moulin Rouge, I haven't seen, but I b- voted for them a few times. I also uh, wanted to vote in, in lieu of our current political climate. Um, and so it was just there were a couple of things that kind of went into it um i thought everyone that won was absolutely deserving of the title everyone who was nominated was deserving to win the award um so that wasn't even a question so i did want to just clear that up i am very happy for um the ones that i did get wrong um (laughs) i know um especially because i i don't know there were just a few that i was like why did i not vote for them and literally like they are my friends, like I should have voted for them, and uh, I did not. I just but that's okay, because this is all for fun, and uh, this is just a a little um, thing just to get more people talking about the Tonys and have more eyes on it. So with that being said, um, let's talk about the Tony Awards. Okay, I thought that they did a fantastic job all around. Because I don't know i I everyone I talked to, I said it to you all um in the weeks leading up to it that I was hearing that the Tonys were not ha- getting enough funding. I heard that uh it was gonna be a rough year. I heard that it's been a really rough time in scheduling everything and coordinating everything, but if If I didn't have those conversations with anybody else, I would have never known, because I thought they did a fantastic job. Everyone sounded great. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, Those performances were just unbelievable. No one missed a beat, okay? Anyways, um, everything... Everything worked out perfectly. I thought what they did was fantastic. Um, The Paramount Plus thing, I don't know if I would do moving forward. It was really tricky. Not everyone got to see uh, the actual Tony Awards. Um, I'm thankful that they did do some awards on uh, the CBS uh Broadway's back um version of the of the show from like nine to eleven, which is what I ended up watching. Um and that's what happened to that's where all the performances were so I was very excited that they did that on cable so that more people could see that. Um and uh yeah. So um let's talk about some some of these awards, okay? Th- thank God. Thank thank God Because with all of the controversies going on on Broadway right now, thank God Aaron Javate won a Tony Award. Because if he didn't, I just couldn't imagine what would happen. Uh, I couldn't imagine what would happen for him, um, how he would uh, feel. It would have taken a lot of uh, miserable people to vote against him, considering he was the only one in the category and he was uh, the only one. Um, and there, and he still was able to lose, uh, the category technically. Um, so I just thought it was really, uh, it was a very interesting situation. They gave him a really awkward, um, when they were announcing like his category, they announced him and that he was nominated. And then they explained the situation that he could still lose and like explained like what was happening and why that was the case that he could still lose and everything it was just really really like i don't know like he handled it like a pro and i gained so much more respect for him during this whole process because he had so many eyes on him and he handled it like a true pro um and even that night you know like when they were explaining everything like he just seemed like in such good spirits and uh, he seemed very excited, very anxious. I mean, he handled himself exactly how he could have had the best way he could have handled himself uh, is what I'm really trying to say. And uh, his acceptance speech didn't fail either. Um, it was beautifully said. It was uh, touched on in all the right ways. Um, he kind of alluded to that everyone needs to tell stories not for the few, but for the many, um, everyone needed to do it. Uh, e- everyone needs to be more included. Everyone needs to be more involved. Um, just a very, very well put together, uh, speech or even, uh, uh, improvised speech. It was beautiful. It, it, it was perfect. Uh, it was, very well done. I can't say enough good things about Aaron Tate and how he just handled himself throughout the whole Tony Awards experience. Um, I cannot wait to see him in Moulin Rouge. His I wish they did give him a little bit bigger of a piece um, in in that performance. I do appreciate that the performance was so ensemble-focused because it was it was, so, like, it, it is such an ensemble piece. Um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to see more from, from the stars, especially because they were nominated. And so, like, you, you want to get a, a a glimpse of why they were nominated, and you want to, like, show them off. And they are also just stars in general, like Aaron Tveit. Everyone knows Aaron Tveit. Everyone knows Danny Burstein. Um, so I, I don't know. But nonetheless, I'm very excited for for Moulin Rouge. I'm very excited to see it. They absolutely stole the Tonys with 10 Tony wins. Um, They did. They deserve it all. Um, And their Tony performance was incredible, very entertaining. It would put me uh, in seats for sure, which is exactly what you want to do for Tonys. You want to Uh, have a great performance that people would want to come see it um, and attract more, more audience members. Um, I also was very excited to see my friends in, in the performance, which is great. Fred Odegaard, who was on the podcast, uh, Julius Rubio, uh, who was also on it, uh, very exciting stuff. I if you also if you follow Fred, you have you will see the sweetest sweetest video of him uh, reacting to uh, his partner Sonia Tanya, uh, who won best choreography, and uh, how he was a part of that as her as her assistant um in this whole muan ruse process so uh he's been saying 10 years in the making 10 years of hard work it's been worth it you won a tony award um and it was just very exciting times for him like i said very exciting times for for him and also like me as a take about host and bringing him on and having him be a part of the take about family uh it's very exciting stuff um with that being said Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Lauren Patton, who um, has had a really, really difficult couple months surrounding the controversy of playing Joe, which is uh, what I was kind of alluding to in the intro. Uh, this is another controversy surrounding Jagged Little Pill. As it was announced that uh, the over the course of COVID and whatnot, they, they answered questions uh, surrounding the character of Joe they were getting backlash and saying, like, why haven't you like, announced their gender how why haven't you like gone down this road and why haven't you specified that it's a non-binary character etc uh why haven't you like shed more light on it and they did announce that uh they have erased the gender from the character it is a non-binary character and then that started an uproar in wondering why lauren patton who identifies as a woman is playing the role of a non-binary character however she handled herself wonderfully. Uh, she gave a great speech, kind of alluding to uh, say, saying thank you to all of the non binary um, friends and supporters and um, kind of collaborators who have um, been able to have open conversations with her and doing research and trying to portray this role of Joe as well as transgender people who uh who have also contributed to conversations with her in preparation for this character of Joe um so she did shout shout out and she did like kind of touch on it but um in a very very professional way she is going to be returning to the show and she is spectacular in that show um obviously i mean she won the tony award for her character joe in jagged little pill um she is fantastic she did deserve that role i mean what she does on a nightly basis uh is just phenomenal um and i and honestly i i don't know how many people in this industry can play that role? I mean, that role is, is a very demanding role. It's asking a lot of anyone. Uh, so that does take a very specific person and a very specific performer to perform that role. And, uh, I saw Lauren Patton in it and I thought she did a fabulous job. And, um, I think that if you're representing uh it properly, the character properly and you uh are having the conversations and you are uh acknowledging the conversations uh and you are um acknowledging that who you are at the same time um and you are open and have the conversations that you need to be having, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, as long as you are, like I said, telling the story properly. As long as you are uh, representing them properly. If it's falsely represented or um, misleading, then it starts to get. Uh, it start, I start to have a little bit of an issue and kind of question it. Um, but if you can do the role justice and if you can do the character justice and you can tell the proper story that you need to tell, I, I think I, I give you all the props. So um, I. I mean, yeah. I won't go too much into it because I have been in a similar situation. Uh, but I do want to say Lauren Patton, similar to Aaron Tivate, kudos on you for all your professionalism. Kudos on you for uh, being able to deal with all of this. And, and you may, it may be affecting you and your health, uh, but the way that you are handling it and you're just kind of, it doesn't seem like you're letting it affect you as much. Um, just, congratulations on everything congratulations on the most honorable award that you can get as a performer in the theater industry which is a tony award uh you've put in a lot of work into it so uh huge shout out. I know she's a friend of the podcast, especially with all my friends, Oscar Williams, who was just recently on the pod. And of course, Sidney Lucas. Um, so I've heard so much about you. Everyone's ha- has the nicest things to say about you. So uh, huge, huge congratulations on uh, a well-deserved award. Um, let's talk about some other Tony Awards and speeches. Sonia Tonier, I already talked about it. Very great speech. What she said in her speech was absolutely uh, just it was it was really moving. Um, She mentioned that she was the first female to win the award in over 10 years. Um, It's been it's been males ever since. Uh, So for a woman to win the award was was a huge uh, groundbreaking moment. Uh, once again, for the Broadway community. Um, she also shared a little bit of her background uh, as she's a brown, queer, Arab woman. Um, and she said that she has had a tough journey and she wasn't always welcomed in uh, many communities. And for her to to be able to win this award 10 years um, since... Uh, a female has ever won the award it's it just it, it's really really cool um and it's very moving and it's very inspirational as someone who's watching and uh i love seeing the representation of different of rep- uh, different backgrounds and different cultures i think it's wonderful well, she also talked about how what dance is to her and uh dance is that she was saying uh dance is an art and uh, it survives on multiplicity, color, and layer, and it's surrounded by community. Um, It was just, it was really beautiful speech. If you, if I would recommend checking them out. A lot of the speeches this year were very spectacular, very, very, very inspirational. I mean, obviously we just came out of a very difficult time. So everyone touched on that. Uh, We also, they also talked about the the movement and how Broadway needs to come back better and stronger and more inclusive, just wonderful speeches in general, touching on everything that needed to be touched on. I was very inspired and I was very uh, thankful and uh, for this Tony Sunday, for sure. Danny Burstein also had a great speech uh, talking about the sense of community that he's felt from the Broadway community uh, after his wife, Rebecca Luker, passed away from ALS um i know that a lot of people kind of didn't know what ALS was and it kind of shed a light on the ALS community and he's gotten to be a uh, part of that community so much more now uh he's doing a lot with the ALS community um and he was just kind of he was be able to touch on um what a community that this Broadway industry and community between actors performers producers audience members specifically um and uh, how how tight everyone everything can be and how supportive everything can be if everyone works together and helps each other and uh we, we're all people we're all people at the end of the day and we're all one big community and we can all help each other in so so many ways um so it was very it was great to hear from him how strong he's been i was so happy that he was able to win an award uh and kind of for her i mean in, in in a way um and especially after being nominated seven times and just this is his first win so it was really cool um i'm very happy for him very well deserved um even if it wasn't like for on rouge like at some point you got to give the guy a Tony, right? I mean, he's Danny Burstein and he's never won a Tony. Um, and he's known for so so many roles. He's one of the most diverse actors that Broadway has. So uh it's awesome to see him still uh giving it a kick at the can and uh, going strong. So uh huge shout out to Danny Burstein and huge congratulations to him. Um let's talk about these performances. Um I know I've t- I see this is why this is why I I did an episode so alone. And I'm also doing this episode past midnight. And so if I'm seem quiet on your end, I'm very sorry but my roommate's trying to sleep. So anyways, that's not the point. Um performances, I don't know. I thought they were all very very good. I think though, one of my favorite performances was John Legend and Ain't Too Proud. I was not expecting this, first of all. Uh I was not expecting it because it was Ain't Too Proud and it's already been a Broadway show and it wasn't in the season. Um and just John Legend and Ain't Too Proud, like I would love to see John Legend on Broadway. And I would love to see him in this role. Cause you could tell, like, he had chemistry with this cast and uh it was Awesome to see Jawan Jackson up there singing with John Legend. And uh, Jelani Remy, again, uh, He he's another friend of mine who was able to just kill it out there. And uh, it was really cool to see them. You all know I love Ain't Too Proud. Um, I love the music of The Temptations. And to see John Legend out there singing it with them, it was just awesome. It it That performance was definitely a performance that I saw and I was like, wow. I need to go see that show. It looks sick. Uh, music is just great. Uh, another one of my favorite performances was actually from a not a show, and it was from the Broadway Advocacy Coalition, with Daniel J. Watts leading the way. Um, he talk about inspirational. Um, uh, it was all about silence and what silence was like for all of us personally. What is our silence? It got a standing, ova- very well-deserved standing ovation. It got uh, very high praise throughout the entire night. Everyone was kind of referring to it. Um, I mean, he came out, and the, everyone started to applaud for him, and he just screamed silence. And it was like he, he pulled you in from the second it started, and it never lost you. It was truly one of the strongest performances uh, of the night. And it was uh, not even from a show. And I don't know if uh, if it was written or if he wrote that himself. Um, I It was just, it was perfect. It was so poetic. It was so inspirational. It was so motivational. Um, and once again, it shed a light on how Broadway needs to come back better, more inclusive, stronger, and ever. Uh, so I look forward to seeing all of these conversations that are being being had and how it's taken into effect and how these conversations are, uh, really listen to and uh, what is done about them. So uh, huge shout out to the Broadway Advocacy Coalition uh, and all of the work that they're doing there, as well as their Tony performance, which was just amazing. I could go on and on about it.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply.
1: 18 plus. Another amazing Tony performance, by the way, was Tina. Okay, I've, I haven't seen Tina yet and I'm dying to see it. Um, but Tina, Adrian Warren is fantastic. If I feel like if I would have seen Tina, I would have voted on my Tony ballot for her. Um, just incredible, incredible Incredible performance. Another incredible performance... Adrian Warren stole the show, by the way, uh, for Tina. Obviously, she plays Tina. Um, but she was fantastic. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing that now, just to see her. Um, another great performance uh, was Jagged Little Pills. I know. It, it was just... I've said it before and I would be remiss. I mean, it, it could be biased or whatnot, but I, I love Jagged Little Pill's performance, okay? Antonio Cipriano killed it with Celia. Um he, they were they're so good together. Their voices just mesh so perfectly. Um he sounds great. Uh everyone, like I said, no one skipped a beat. We've been out of Broadway for a year and a half plus, and uh everyone's in top-notch Broadway shape right now. Um, there was no fatigue, there was no vocal strains, there was nothing. It was just like nothing ever happened. It was it was incredible. Every one of these performances were, were everyone was given it their all. Um, great stuff. Jaggy little pill. Like I said, a great performance. They did like a little mashup. Uh, I was surprised that Lauren Patton didn't perform considering she was nominated. Um, or even Catherine Gallagher for that matter. Um, uh, but uh, I was happy that elizabeth stanley came out after just having a baby and belting her face off with celia um she ugh, is just so good uh they were giving it to each other and they were going they were going hard and uh it, it was just a great performance uh, all in all and just for elizabeth stanley to come out just having a baby uh not even doing the show uh it has to take a break from the show to recover but she gave a stellar performance on the Tony Awards. It was just, it was incredible. Uh, It was really cool and uh, huge props to them. Um, I was, I will say, I was surprised that, uh, of how many non-shows performed. So there were a lot of performances, but there were a lot of performances from, like, actors, like performers, like Josh Groban and Leslie Odom Jr. Like, they had a performance, Leslie Odom Jr. and his wife, uh, Nicolette. Robinson had a performance and uh, Andrew Reynolds and like Titus Burgess had a performance. Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal and Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audrey McDonald. Uh, they all did performances, uh, which, by the way, Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audrey McDonald, what they did with Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal, uh, Adina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth with Wicked, uh, they all like these legends of of Broadway came back to to kick off Broadway in doing their iconic numbers from the shows that they've been in. And I... Loved this, and I think that this is something that they should do every year. Um, they have all of these people coming to to the award ceremony, so why not have them perform, and why not have them perform their the, reprise these roles that they're so famous for? Uh, it's just gonna get. I mean, you're on live TV; you're nationally televised right now. This is where you're gonna get all of your your new people checking out. Oh, what is this? And if someone so happens to ch- change the channel to the tony awards um it's and you have these legends reprising their role that you're gonna get some broadway fans honestly uh just to see adina menzel and kristen chenoweth performing for good again and crying uh while performing and just what those two that those relationships mean to them and what the show and the song means to them i was like if I wasn't a Broadway fan and I was watching this for the first time, I would be seeing every Broadway show right now. It's perfect for marketing. It's perfect for Broadway. It's everything that you want. It's perfect for existing Broadway fans to reminisce and cry with them. Um I I was in tears. I was I was tearing up watching them perform together again. It was just it was fantastic. Um it was great move. I think that they should do it a hundred percent. It was a great way to like bring Broadway back. Um, I would have done it like in the beginning, just to like really kick it off. Um, uh, because I feel like it was just a such a strong way to come back and remind everyone how impactful Broadway can be and everything. Uh, but I am really happy that they did that. And uh but I will say I I going back to my previous thought sorry it's the add in me um it the i wish more shows would have performed and and i know listen i i know that there were only three musicals in the best musical category uh this year but i would have had like six come out and did like a little preview even if it wasn't like a full song like i would have done i would have had the new shows come out and You're on national television, okay? This is the broadest market that you're going to reach as a Broadway community. This is Broadway's biggest day of the year. Why wouldn't you have your new shows come out and uh, do like a medley of them just to get people's eyes on it and just to get, uh, hopefully awareness about the shows and hopefully it'll help your ticket sales. Like I would have done it, you know, like I would have had six, I would have had Mrs. Doubtfire. I would have had uh chicken and biscuits. I would have had all of these, uh, new shows come out and perform yeah, I would have had a medley going with Six, with Mrs. Doubtfire, with Chicken and Biscuits, with um, um, Company. I would have had it with, uh, who else was opening up that I just, Carolina Change. I would have had like this little medley going just to just to promote the reopening of these new shows coming to Broadway. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was a missed opportunity for Broadway. I know their season is coming. I know it's next season. I know they're going to be performing then. Um, so if you, even if you don't want to do that, then have like your top Broadway shows, come out. have waitress come out and do a performance and, as saying, Oh, come see our revival. Um, I, I don't know. It was just like, I feel like I wanted more shows performing and, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was only Tina, Jagged, and Moulin Rouge. Obviously, David Brin's American Utopia, but it's not like it's a Broadway performance. Uh, it's just not like your typical Broadway. So I was, I, I did like crave more shows performances. I don't know. That could have been just me. Uh, I don't know. I, I that could start. Uh, a, a different conversation, but uh, hopefully it's I uh, I don't know. I would look into it and I would look into it as if I were the Broadway league in doing that in the future, just to, just to promote and help ticket sales, especially coming back. You need those ticket sales. You need to recoup money. Um, so I just think it was a missed out opportunity and it was something that I definitely wanted to see. And I definitely thought would have happened uh, with Broadway's just giant reopening. I will say too, Opening number, fabulous! I want to know who wrote that opening number. Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, and uh, Audrey McDonald did a fabulous job uh, hosting the Tonys, and I really want to see them like host uh, uh, Tonys together because they kind of split it up, right? So they kind of made Audrey McDonald do like the the Paramount Plus. version of the Tony awards, I guess, not version of the Tony, Awards, the, the half of the Tony awards. Um, and then had Leslie Odom jr. Do the CBS version of the Tony awards. So it was very interesting to see how they split it up and kind of had like different like nights into one. I don't know. It was very interesting. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I would love to see them do like a regular Tony awards together. Cause I think they all did. They both did a fantastic job, uh, in their separate times of hosting the Tonys. Um and I would definitely just like love to see that. So huge shout out to Leslie Odom Jr. and of course Audrey McDonald for doing such a fabulous job in hosting the Tony Awards. I thought everyone that they brought out, uh everything that they did to just keep it going. Uh Leslie Odom Jr. really like kept it light and on your feet and very personal. Um, I loved it. Also, final thing I'll say about performances, Freestyle Love Supreme killed their performance. Freestyle Love Supreme is literally, like, it's not your typical Broadway show, but it's one of it's a Broadway show that I absolutely love and adore. And the more and more that I see them and the more and more I hear about them and read about them, I just love them more. Uh, they did a little recap that was absolutely, like, incredible, but at the same time, it was actually really, really funny. Like, they included... All of like the funniest and best moments of the night, and kind of like made fun in like a, a good way of um, some of the things that happened throughout the night, and uh, it was all on the spot. Obviously, they couldn't script it because they don't know what's going to happen throughout the night. They don't know that someone's expe- acceptance speech was going to say, hey, chickens, and whatnot. Um, you know, like, they, they, what they did was just fantastic, and they did it in four minutes, a whole recap of the entire night. It was just, it was really, really well done. Uh, really, really funny stuff, uh, great stuff, and uh, it was very impressive. They brought out all of their... Uh, amazing, amazing members. Uh, obviously not all of them are on Broadway um, at once, but they can show up here and there. Um, they brought their whole freestyle love supreme of everyone who's been, uh, per- who has performed for them on Broadway uh, and not just like the cast of five that you could see on Broadway. So it was really, really cool how that uh, all worked out. It was lin Miranda, James Reno, uh Christopher Jackson, uh, Wayne Brady, um, uh, it, uh, just so many people were, uh, out there and uh, tons of big stars, um, that you definitely would know. Um, and, uh, it was, de- it's definitely something worth looking at if you, if you didn't see it that night or if you shut it off early or if you were unable to access it, um, look it up on YouTube. Uh, it, it's fantastic. It's definitely worth the watch and it's definitely worth the watch. So, um. Check it out. Freestyle of Supreme recap of the Tony Awards. It's fantastic. Um, well, that's kind of all I have for the Tony Awards this year. Uh, I kind of touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. Um, I've I've been going longer than I thought I would. I've been going for about an hour now. Um, moving forward, I hope they continue to bring Broadway legends back. Some of the performances uh, they could have cut like I said uh I would have liked to see more uh shows performing uh but instead they were bringing some like some of the most famous um obviously most famous Broadway performers uh to perform and uh give us a little taste of what we've been missing um but some of them I was just like uh we could have done without it uh I hope it's not on Paramount Plus ever again uh, yeah I definitely, I hope that's just not a thing because it's a very big inconvenience, and it only made a lot of us just watch half of the Tony Awards, which is not very good. Yeah, that that's everything that I have. I've I've cut, I've touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. Uh, I've taken care of all my notes. Um, that's all I have for this week's Tony Awards. Um, I will say um, I don't have any segments prepared for this week. Uh, we will continue to get a regular um, episode going next week with a with a guest. It was a big week for Broadway. Very exciting stuff. If you are not planning to already, please, please, please come to the Broadway Flea Market on Sunday. Uh, That is this Sunday, October 3rd. I'm so excited for it. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am for it. I will be there. I will be working multiple booths. I will be jumping around. So uh, come visit me. Uh, And of course, come visit your favorite Broadway stars because there's going to be a lot of us there. Um, And you'll be able to, it's one of the most exciting days. Honestly, I find it more exciting than the Tony Awards because it's open to the public and you still get those same Broadway stars coming. Obviously not like uh, Bernadette Peters who like went to the Tony awards and stuff, but that wasn't open to the public. So it's like, you know, you, you, you get to interact with Broadway performers and you get to, it's open to the public and you get to see all of the Broadway memorabilia and merchandise and all of that fun stuff. It's interactive. It's a great time. It's a great way to grow uh Broadway as a whole. Um, I, I, I love it. So, uh, I'm very excited for it. Like I said, if you're not planning to already, Try to make it down here. Uh, it's going to be here in New York. Um, definitely worth the trip. It's uh, it's a great time. Um, and uh, it, just a great opportunity. It's going to get some discounted stuff. Um, you're going to get some memorabilia from shows that no one else can get. Uh, it's going to be used props, used... Uh, signed stuff from casts and everything it's it's some really great stuff and uh, of course there's that component of meeting your favorite Broadway people so um, we love it we love to engage with the audience members we love to engage with them on a personal level and that this this weekend gives us a perfect opportunity to do just that uh, check out come check us out at Broadway podcast Network because we're gonna be doing some live podcasts at the Broadway flea market we're we have a lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, it's going to be a great time so come by and be a part of the live audience and uh, stay tuned for a lot of great stuff happening at the Broadway Flea Market this weekend and it's going to be another great weekend for Broadway Uh, so Broadway continues to open up Jagged Little Pill is opening uh, this week so huge uh, shout out to them and happy opening to them 6 is opening uh, uh not this week but it's going to be like next week but it's going to be before I talk to you all next week. So, happy opening to 6, happy opening to uh David Byrne's American Utopia. Uh happy opening to Freestyle Love Supreme, who I just mentioned uh talking about on the Tony Awards. And I think that's all we have for this week. So, uh once again, thank you all for listening. I always appreciate all of your support. Uh just you listening means so much and it, it makes me continue to want to produce these podcasts and create these podcasts. So as long as you guys are enjoying it, The longer I will continue to keep producing this content and creating this content. Uh, Speaking of the Broadway Flea Market and uh, talking about support and everything, uh, check us out on Patreon if you haven't already. I have some very exciting stuff coming on Patreon. Uh, I'm going to be vlogging the Broadway Flea Market. I'm going to be talking to a bunch of Broadway stars on at the Broadway Flea Market, and that's all going straight to Patreon, as well as uh, the Curtain Up series that was last weekend um and so like i said there's lots of great stuff patreon is where i uh post all kinds of exclusive content you i really get to uh engage with my audience for take a bow um and they have a lot of say in what i do um kind of how the episodes are shaped because they submit questions Um, they're the first to know the guests and everything. So, um, check us out on Patreon if you haven't already. It's great stuff. Um, any contribution, you don't have to, there, there's like these little, um, membership packages and programs and, or subscription boxes and whatnot. I don't know what, what they're exactly called. My brain's mush right now. Um, but, uh, you don't have to follow those. If you want to give something less than what's, um, kind of. Um, recommended, I guess, uh, with those packages and whatnot that is up there, you don't have to follow those. You can give any amount that you want. Uh, so any support means the world. Uh, just like I said, you know, as long as you guys are supporting this content uh, and this podcast, I'm going to continue to do it. So with that being said, again, as always, thank you for your support. Uh, I hope to see you all at the Broadway Flea Market, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode me just rambling my thoughts on what's happening on Broadway for the past week. Um, I really appreciate you all listening. uh, And if you've made it this far, God bless your soul. Um, And uh, I hope to see you next week as well. So uh, thanks to you and have a great week. For this episode's Curtain Call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast network next in line to take the bow is tessie tokash who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast a special thanks to patrons brian thompson pat mcnamara the listeners at pcc as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support if you're interested in becoming a patron go to patreon.com tab and if you enjoyed this week's episode don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Kalanon. Bye everyone. Hope to see you next week.